Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights, and I am your humble host as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. Um, go ahead and chime on in and comment where you are watching from. Uh, I hope everybody had a uh, wonderful Christmas, um, and I hope uh, I hope that everybody is in, in good health and good spirits. There was a there was a tragedy today, if, if you have not yet heard. Uh, there was a a, a shooting at a church in a, a small town outside of Fort Worth called White Settlement. Um, this actually hits very close to home, quite literally for me. Uh, so I just moved over, over the past couple of weeks, which is kind of why the the podcast hasn't been going on that and paired with Christmas and, and all of that uh, I just hadn't had a free moment to do it the house that I moved from was literally 10 minutes from the church that had the shooting this morning um, when I got word of what exactly was going on uh, I, I had first heard from a friend that it had happened in Dallas which was scary in and of itself because today my wife and I decided to take a day trip to Dallas. And uh, I started looking at my phone and, and to, turn, to, to see that it was taking place in White Settlement, which is, like I said, 10 minutes from where I just moved from. Uh, it, I, 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 I was awestruck. I, I, I didn't know how to process that because... You know, we've seen incidents like this, and we've heard about incidents like this where, uh, when we've we've seen it on the news, it was chilling for me to read just how close this happened to where I used to live. And I, the thing is, I didn't move exactly that far away, so it's still pretty close to home for me. Uh, I have never been to that church. Uh, many of y'all might might know that um, I'm I'm Jewish, but uh, it was so. I, I I don't even have the words to describe how it felt to to see something like this, to hear about something like this, it, it happening at a place that is a 10-minute drive from, from where you used to call home. And, of course, you have people politicizing this issue, um, and you have, uh, you have all of these, these, these people saying, well, uh, you know, this, was a, this is a terrible tragedy, this is why we need more gun control. 
I'm if you haven't seen the video, I'm going to play it for you. It's a very quick video because it didn't take all of that much time from the time the shooting started until the time the shooting stopped. And that was because there were about four people that were carrying in that church uh, and decided to put holes in the guy that had just shot and killed uh, one person and had shot and severely injured another. This is not something that is easy to watch. Uh, I, so I'm just warning you now, this is something that is, that is, it's hard to watch. It's hard to process, uh, because you are literally going to watch somebody be killed. Actually two people, but one of them is kind of a, a, a horrible, <laughs> a horrible human being, uh, that decided to invoke this havoc. Uh, before I do, let me check in on the comments. Uh, we got Jason, who's a first-time listener. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we got Mark Hall from Cambridge, Kansas. Uh, Chris from Mansfield, Texas. Justin from El Paso. Uh, my buddy Carlisle is in. He said, wish the synagogue up in New York had armed citizens as well. Uh, he's absolutely right. Uh, any place. You know, it, it, it's kind of a, a, a stupid talking point that we even have to get to this and say this, but credit to where the, to the NRA uh, because of the fact that they were kind of the ones that coined this. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. I just wish that the NRA was actually pro-Second Amendment and not, um, you know, a bunch of bootlickers. Uh, but credit where it's due because even if it's an if it's if it's not an armed citizen, what is the first thing that people are doing if they don't have the means to protect themselves? at the time that a, that a tragedy starts taking place, it is they call people with guns, also known as the police, to come and neutralize the situation. So, quite literally, the only way to stop an evil person, it doesn't matter what they're armed with, doesn't matter if they're armed with a firearm or, uh, you know, a Molotov cocktail or strapped a bomb to their chest or what have you, the only way to stop somebody who is seeking to invoke chaos and harm to other people is to be armed yourself. So I'm going to play this video for you, and I want you to, if you are able to watch it, please do so. Uh, otherwise, tune out for the next uh, 30 seconds or so. Uh, this is, like I said, it's difficult to watch. Um, and all of it happens at the top of the frame. So keep your eyes up at the top of the frame. There's a guy in a black coat, pulls out a shotgun. That third shot that you heard was the shot that put him down. 
That was from one of the armed individuals in the church that limited that limited the amount of chaos that this guy was seeking to invoke. Had nobody been armed, every single person in that church would have been a sitting duck. Now, one innocent person, at least the last news resort, uh, reports that I saw, uh, one news report had the other innocent person that had been shot had was undergoing surgery and was in critical condition. Uh, I don't know if there's been any update. If anybody happens to know that, uh, please chime in, in the comments. Um, but you can see how quickly that ha that took that ended from the time the evil individual shot the first person until it was over with. There were three shots. Two by the evil person and one by uh, a, 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 an armed individual that was there armed to protect himself. Um, so uh, let me hit the comments really quickly. I did say earlier that if there is not anybody that's armed, the first, pers first thing that people do is they call for law enforcement to bring guns in order to... Um, in order to defuse and neutralize the situation. Tom points out, rightfully, and I've discussed this on the show several times, police have zero legal ob obligation, legal zero legal duty to protect any individual. Uh, if you go back a couple of weeks, uh, or a few weeks now, and listen to some of those shows, you'll see where I dissect that there are... Many cases, many, that have affirmed and reaffirmed the fact that cops do not have any legal duty to protect any individual, any one of us. The only person that a law enforcement agency is required to protect is somebody that is in custody meaning somebody that has been placed under arrest or has, uh, is, you know, a, in a prisoner transport or something like that. Those are the only people that law enforcement has a legal obligation to defend. Now, that is not a criticism of law enforcement generally. Uh, that is more of a criticism of the fact that our court system is not a morally superior entity that, and they have made, countless errors in judgment uh, ever since the Supreme Court was instituted in this country with the uh, with the adoption of the Constitution in 1787. They have made e egregious errors in judgment that have resounding consequences. One of which is this right here. And here's the thing. Even if law enforcement were legally required to protect you, um, you know, they're still seven to ten minutes away, longer in rural areas. Uh, this town is kind of embedded inside Fort Worth. And uh, because it's so small and kind of in the city, uh, it would not have taken too terribly long for law enforcement to arrive. But when you're in a situation where literally milliseconds 
are are ticking away and you have uh each one of those milliseconds is is a time that somebody gets to kill another person this is what you're counting in a situation like this the longer it goes on the more chaos they invoke it doesn't matter if it's one minute or if it's 12 minutes or if it's 30 minutes when somebody is killing innocent people, each minute is an eternity. And that's why this person deserves to be commended and he should be he should be absolutely thanked and and this is should be across all of the news cycles because this shows why we care about gun rights. God only knows had nobody been armed there, how many people would have died? And, you know, unless you have a cop right there, arming yourself is definitely the fastest means by which you can end a threat. The more people that are armed, the better it is for everyone. It do it's not that difficult. And this is one thing that drives me absolutely nuts uh, I'm sorry, I, I was looking and in, in, in reading in some of the comments. Um, White Settlement is 15 minutes from downtown Fort Worth. Yeah, you're, that's correct. It, it is about 15 minutes from downtown Fort Worth, but Fort Worth city limits uh, exp expands beyond, uh, beyond White Settlement and kind of in, in, embeds White Settlement in, in it. Um, Let's see here. Uh, a bullet is one second, whereas four minutes for to respond for law enforcement. Yeah. When seconds count, as Carlisle says, when seconds count, police are only minutes away. And as I said, uh, imagine if I just stopped talking right now for a minute. Uh, you would get bored really quickly and tune out and go on about your day because why is this jack wagon on my phone not actually... Uh, not saying anything. That's a long time to not say something. Now imagine you're in a situation where somebody is shooting and killing other people and nobody else has the means to adequately defend them themselves or anybody else. That's a long time. Johnny says amazing shot the good guy made. Absolutely. That was a that was a there was there was some range there. He acquired his target, I, and I don't know if you noticed, if you go back and watch the video, I'm not going to play it again, but if you go back and watch the video, you can see that he, he doesn't rush, but he doesn't take his time, but he makes sure that he acquired his target, and he, that's why he only put one round to end it. Um... Susan says, thanks to Matt Rinaldi for getting the church protection bill passed. That was uh, two sessions ago, and absolutely, uh, Matt Rinaldi is one of the good ones. I really, really, really miss him in the legislature. He's one of about, he's one of about, uh, oh, I don't know, two or three people in the legislature that I actually like. Um, Martin says, looks like a 15-yard headshot. Tom says, share. Yes, please share, because I've been banned by Facebook from sharing into groups for the, until February. Uh, because apparently I say things that upsets them. Um, okay, so here's what here's what things are are essentially going to happen going forward. 
this was uh this was this was an, an an awful tragedy. Uh, the governor's office has already responded with uh, with a statement that's very generic, um, very expected. Uh, but there's going to be focus on the anti-gun left as to where he got this gun. Where did he get the shotgun? Who is this guy? Everybody wants to know about the shooter. And it's like, why are we giving these people any uh, fame whatsoever? You can't tell who he is from the video. Let's keep it at that. We don't need to plaster his face and name across, you know, the the national news for a week straight, dissecting everything about him. But that's what the news is going to do. Um, here is something that we that is that we can expect, though. We can expect that the national news will do that. Uh, the only reason they wouldn't is because of the fact that there were armed individuals that put this dog down immediately. And instead of 25 people being killed, it was two, including the shooter. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Gus asked, did, did you point out the guy that hesitated and the guy, uh, blow out of his boots? I, I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about, um. Jeremy says this guy is a hero in my eyes. He saved a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of people's lives. Yet uh, the left are saying more gun control does not make people say uh, make any sense. Uh, glad to see four people carrying in there because that could have been a bad turnout if no one would have been carrying. Absolutely. Uh, so here's what we can expect. I've been trying to make this statement for a while now. Here's what we can expect. We can expect the left to be pushing more gun control, and they already have started. I saw a tweet. Uh, from some leftist talking about how we need more gun control as a result of this. Um, but here's the thing. They're going to start dissecting how this person got their gun. And there's only a handful of, re of ways he got his gun. He either stole it from somebody, he bought it from the black market, or he bought it, uh, he, didn't, he never had a criminal background and was able to buy it uh, legally, or he bought it from a private individual in which in case no background check is required. That's really the four means by which uh, he could have obtained the firearm. And we're talking, me personally, it doesn't really matter how he got the gun because nothing stops bad people from getting guns. Uh, but what do I know? So here's the thing. Dan Patrick has not come out and said anything yet that I'm aware of. Uh, but I need to bring this back up because this was something that he did after Midland. Apparently the guy that the shooter at the Walmart in Midland, Odessa, uh, he obtained his, was it Midland? I think it was Midland. He obtained his firearm through a private sale. Uh, I think I saw some reports that the guy that sold it to him was illegally manufacturing it to begin with, but I, I don't know if that's true or not. Basically, but since then, Dan Patrick has been on the warpath talking about how he wants universal background checks and how he wants people who are selling to strangers. And this is the thing. It's stranger, stranger, right? It, I'm not going to talk about if we're selling to family or if we're selling to uh, friends that we know, okay? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm just talking about if you're a stranger. You know, I'm not going to sell to somebody that I don't know. Um, and 
But if you are, we want to make sure that they're going through a background check because background checks are, uh, you know, they work, right? Uh, oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> if they worked, uh, there wouldn't be any bad guys that get guns. Uh, what have you. Phooey. Uh, anyway, I'm going to play uh, a nice little snippet uh, from Dana Losh's show. And this was from... Oh, God. This this was from September 25th. So it's a few months old, okay? So I don't want to portray this as being uh, something that is fresh and new because it's not. But there are a couple of things that I want to point out from when he was on with Dana Losh. And he was talking at the time about pushing universal background checks and basically his method of doing it. Okay. Uh, it's important, you see... Um, because we need to get make sure that only people that are getting guns are people that can get uh, past background check. Because okay? background checks, they work. And they, they do things. They stop people from bad, bad people from getting guns. And they stop bad people from doing things. So uh, we need to do that. So I'm going to play this for you. Uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm only going to play a couple of, of quick segments from it. So check this out. This is from Dana Losh's show um, back, uh, back in September. Governor Dan Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, Dana, great to be with you, and thank you for all you have done over all these years protecting the Second Amendment um, on radio, television, and elsewhere. I appreciate that. And just so your listeners know, because I'm new to your show, you know, my background, uh, A-plus ratings with the NRA last session and every session A or better. I've passed 22 pro-gun bills since I become became lieutenant governor in 2015, including open and um and campus carry. So, so I'm a person like you that has a lifelong support for the NRA and support for the pro second, the second amendment against gun registries, against you know, banning assault weapons, against confiscation, all those issues. But, but with that, Dana, I have talked about and putting it up for discussion. Uh, should mm -hmm. we look at the stranger to stranger sales, not sales to family members or sales to friends? but stranger-to-stranger stranger sales. And as you know, Dan, and we don't know the exact numbers, but on estimate, between 80 and 90% of all guns bought in America go through a background check. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, Carlisle, uh, I appreciate you pointing that out. My mic audio was still muted. Um, anyway, as he was... Uh, I, I apologize, guys. Where was I? Okay, so he was talking about his uh, his pro gun record, how he how he uh, post how, how he uh, passed con uh, not constitutional carry, how he passed open carry, and how he uh, how he's pro pro gun and all this. And this is like I said, this is from back in September, and he's saying that he wants it to make it to where uh, he wants to make it to where private sales. For stranger to stranger, not family, not friends, but stranger to stranger, he wants to be make it to where they have to go through a background check. And essentially his plan is that he wants people to go to a gun shop and transfer it to them and, uh, Darren, uh, I'm a little bit out of practice, my, my, my apologies. Uh, basically, they would do the background check and then they would transfer it to the person who's buying it. That's what he wants to do. Here's the problem with background checks. 
Background checks uh, are an infringement on our natural right to keep and bear arms. Um, the Second Amendment doesn't grant us anything whatsoever. The Second Amendment is the mere recognition of something that exists to us individually uh, from nature, from God, whatever your beliefs are. It is a right that is inherent to each and every individual uh, for everyone. And the reason the Second Amendment is there is to prohibit the government from infringing upon that natural right because the government doesn't have the authority to regulate something that they did not grant. The Second Amendment is not a granting amendment. It does not... It, and here's the thing. I, I've dissected this a couple of times, but in the Heller decision even, Scalia wrote that the Second Amendment conferred the right to bear arms. That word conferred means granted. These Supreme Court justices don't even understand... Constitu the constitutional concepts of na of natural law of natural rights you know the declaration of independence says uh that we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness those unalienable rights that they're t that jefferson penned specifically were about natural rights that are inherent to us from nature they are given to us by god they are given to us by, by just being alive. You would not say that an individual has uh, the right to live because the government granted them the right to live. And that the government can just willy-nilly just be like, you know what, I don't like that individual anymore, so we're going to take him out and execute him. Last time that happened, I believe, was in the 30s and 40s in Nazi Germany. Whenever the government came through and said, you know what, we don't like these people. It's, it's actually happened since then in other countries as well. Um, but essentially, you wouldn't say that the Jews in, in Germany didn't have a natural right to life because the government decided to take it away from them. So to say that you believe... The, the right to bear arms is a natural right because it is rooted in our, our right to life, our right to self-defense, our, our right to defend our life, liberty, and property as we see fit because it's ours to protect and we can't count on anybody else to have the same motivations to protect those as we do. Because of that, that's what makes it a natural right. So if you're going to have this as a natural right, you can't have the government come in and say, hang on now. We're going to back this up just a little bit, guys. Um, we need to make sure that the only people who are exercising this right are people that we have defined to be able to exercise this right. So you've got uh, you, you've got Dan Patrick, and it's not just Dan Patrick. Hell, go back, uh, go back to 1934 and every federal gun control law that's been passed since. Uh, all the way up to the bump stock ban. Thanks, Trump. Uh, not to mention, you also have Supreme Court cases that are saying that, yeah, you got you, these re restrictions are fine. It's it's okay. It's perfectly in line with the Constitution, as if the Constitution is the granting authority for this. So, excuse me, Mister Lieutenant Governor, while I adamantly disagree with your position on this, because I'll tell you what. If the government actually recognized the right to bear arms 
as a natural right and not a privilege granted by the government. As long as you fit, uh, meet this criteria and pay this tax and do this and and take this course, uh, if the government actually recognized it as such, chances are we would see more instances. Uh, if there were instances to happen we would see them play out a lot more like what happened today in White Settlement. We would not have these shootings happening in schools where scores of people are dying. You wouldn't have uh, blazed across the national news every month or whatever that some, some dumbass decided to take a gun and shoot a bunch of people up. Because every individual would have their right recognized and they wouldn't have to go through all these stupid loopholes uh, or um, jump through these stupid hoops in order to exercise something that's supposed to be granted uh, by God, by, the, by nature, by, uh, by something beyond government. Um, I'm going to butcher your name. Yannick uh, Yannick Lope. I am so sorry. I know that I'm butchering that, but he makes a very valid point. God-given right, taken by government, then reissued back to you as a privilege of citizenship. Ain't that the truth? This was a natural right. We wouldn't have to be lobbying our legislature to get constitutional carry passed because there wouldn't be any laws governing it and the government wouldn't have an, 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 well, government is corrupt by every single instance they've ever, uh, the, any instance they've actually, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Any any time the government is involved in anything, they just get corrupt because that's what they do. That's what they do best. They've, they've literally bat a thousand whenever it comes to uh, corruption and all of this crap. Anyway, sorry, I went off on a tangent. I want to go back to this uh, Dana show. And I want to play this uh, other little snippet here. Check this out. I'll make sure to un uh, uh, unmute my mic whenever I come back. Because, I mean, ultimately, you know, you mentioned Midland and Odessa. Um, that individual right. who apparently was involved in the, in the criminal sale of that firearm to someone who was a prohibited possessor, it, how do you get the black market to go by this? Because it's it's not the law-abiding folks. It's the black market that's driving this. So I guess my question is, some feel that this is an inconvenience to law-abiding people when ultimately it's the black market contributing to this. So how do you get those individuals that already are not following current law and background check to participate in this? Yeah, great questions. Best interview I've done on this. Thank you for the questions because you know your topic. Well, twofold. Number one, um, the black market thrives now because there is no law preventing it. And and think about this, Dana. For well, well, I, well, I have to interrupt to you there. I, I, I do have to interrupt yeah. you there with all due respect. I mean, it is. I mean, it's. I think it's like 18 U.S.C. 922 subsection B that gets into unlicensed sales. I mean, there oh, is, yes. and they I, do yeah, get into, yeah, well, that's yeah a, they that's get into specifically. In, right. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a whole separate category, that and the straw man. I'm talking about there are lots of people out there who who are who have not been caught as unlicensed dealers, but they sell lots of guns. 
stranger to stranger. And they're selling those guns now, and there's no law prohibiting them at that point of selling a certain number of guns to a stranger. Once that law is put into place, then that person, yes, they could break. Okay. (laughs) Yes, he actually said that there is no law prohibiting the black market. Um, And that should really tell you just about anything and everything you need to know about Dan Patrick. Uh, But... Uh, and he was essentially going in, yeah, they could break the law, but uh, there's there's no enforcement mechanism for this unless you actually create a gun registry. And in that show, I'll link it in the show notes for you if you want to listen to the whole thing. It's about 18 minutes long or so. He basically says that there is there's no means by which uh, they intend on creating a, a registry of any kind. And he said... Essentially, the law is going to be written, you have to do it, and if you don't, you have to do it, because reasons. Uh, and I had a, had a minor freak out thinking that I didn't unmute my mic. So he, he's saying that it's, it's just going to work, okay? It's, it's just going to work. And what happens when it doesn't, Dan? What happens whenever it doesn't work, quote-unquote? Uh... Franklin says, like I said, bad guys do not follow laws or regulations. Of course not. Uh, Johnny says, the only one with the power to disarm you is the government. Uh, I get what you're saying, but the semantics behind it I don't, don't agree with because the government doesn't have the power. But I, I, know, I know your politics enough to, to understand exactly what you mean by that. Um, so, so, Dan, what happens when somebody does break the law? How are you going to enforce that? How are you going to prove to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt that this person knowingly sold a weapon to an individual that was a stranger uh, who then used it uh, inappropriately, we'll say, used it to kill other people. So you got Bob who doesn't know Bill and Bob decides to, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to go to a gun shop and, and uh, you know, I don't want to pay a transfer fee and do all of that. So Bill sells his gun to Bob anyway. Okay. Bob, uh, or Bob then goes and shoots up a bunch of people and then Bill's like, okay, so now what do I do? They trace the gun back to him for somehow because of uh, 4473s that exist. And what are they, they're going to prosecute him too, and he could say, no, 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 Bob and I, we've been friends forever. Well, how are you going to prove that? Now it's his word against it. And then what, what is, is Bob now going to say the same thing? I mean, you can't enforce it unless you have a registry so you can prove, see, this record doesn't exist. And he also went in and said in that that he wouldn't support this at the federal level. Well, then why the hell would you support this at the state level, Dan? What the hell is your problem? Dan Patrick is going to be the biggest roadblock we have in 2021. Uh, he's not up for re-election next year. He's up for re-election in 2022, which means we have another legislative session with him as lieutenant governor. At least. He's going to be the biggest impediment we have to getting constitutional carry passed and preventing gun control from being enacted. So, uh, we need to send him an absolutely crystal clear message. Uh, I've plugged these before, but I'm going to do it again. 
These postcards here, uh, we're selling them in our store for $5. And there is a link in show notes for you. And this says, Lieutenant Governor Patrick, this is your official notice that you will not have my voter support in 2022 should you do any of the following next legislative session. Prioritize, vote for, or otherwise support any new gun control bills, including expanding background checks to private sales. Fail to prioritize constitutional carry and publicly urge its passage. Attempt to amend or support amendments to constitutional carry that in any way dilutes the rights the bill would have otherwise restored. The eyes of Texas are upon you, Lieutenant Governor Patrick, sent on behalf of blank. And when you buy these from, from us from our store, uh, I will write your name in there and then I will do a mass mailing um, of all of them as soon as uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing probably in February or so. Uh, basically, I want to send uh, over a thousand of these to Dan's office and flood, flood his desk with these so he understands what we mean. You know, we get a thousand people to do this whenever it's, he's not up for re-election and he's not even actively talking about it anymore. That sends a powerful message that he better straighten the hell up or he's not going to have a job anymore. It's a shot across the bow, if you will. And yes, uh, a lot of people have given us grief. Hey, I can write a postcard, uh, send a postcard for on my own for like less than a buck. Why am I spending $5 from you? It's a fundraiser. We raise funds to fund our lobbying effort. We got uh, the primaries coming up in March. We need to make sure that we get a lot of good quality candidates elected and to win their primaries because primaries are where the uh where legislation is written essentially if you get a bunch of faux second amendment people like dan patrick uh i know he's not up for re-election right now but if you get a bunch of like-minded individuals like dan patrick to keep winning their primaries when they have a challenger that is supporting constitutional carry you are effectively saying well constitutional carry is not going to become law so we need to make sure we, we have a lot that we are going to do to try and promote good uh, candidates in the GOP primary to fire bad Republican incumbents who will uh, who who will ensure that uh, we don't get constitutional carry again. Now, that doesn't mean that if every incumbent wins that we're just going to throw in the towel come session. No, we're going to be down in Austin constantly fighting and lobbying and uh, 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 having meetings and doing everything else we do, rallying and getting getting y'all, because y'all are our lifeblood, right? Getting y'all to make phone calls for us is like one of the greatest things ever. But all of this takes resources, and this is why we are coming uh, this is why we are doing all of these fundraisers. Uh, also, I got a, I, I got something I want to show show off really quickly. Um, we I unveiled this last episode, which is now a couple of weeks old. But in case you haven't seen it, check this out. So that is the custom Glock 45, which is actually chambered in 9mm uh, because of Glock logic, uh, that we are giving away. Uh, 
Entries stop Sunday, January 5th, and the drawing will be Sunday, January 11th. So every $5 that you spend in our store gets you an entry into that, uh, into, into that drawing. Guess what happens to cost $5? These nice little postcards. Just throwing that out there. Uh, and there's no, in, in, there's no limit to how many entries you can have. So if you, if you want to, you know, we sell AR-500 armor. If you want to buy a full kit, by all means, uh, that will give you, uh, well, depending on how much. If you, if you spend 500 bucks, guess what? That's, uh, that's 100 entries into our store or into our giveaway. Uh, also, if you are a paid member, if you are an annual member, you automatically have 12 entries. If you are a monthly member, you get... Uh, one entry for every month that you've been a member, uh, capped at 12. Um, and yeah, uh, we're going to be doing the, the giveaway soon. So make sure that you shop in our store. It's lsgr.live slash store. Uh, anything that you buy there, every $5 you spend will give, uh, give you one entry into the giveaway. Now I will say this. Uh, I have not updated some of the things on there so that you'll, you might see that it ends November 30th. That was our last giveaway. I promise if you just go there now, this is whenever it is. I need to update that. That's my bad guys. Uh, so just ignore the November 30th. It needs to be in, uh, drawings or entry stop Sunday, November 5th at 1159 PM. Okay. So I think that's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for uh, bearing with me through, you know, my lack of practice and my uh, my muting of my mic and my rambling and all of that. I appreciate it, everything that you guys do for us. Um, I'm going to, uh, I, I'm probably going to take the fifth off. Uh, but like I said, we will do the drawing on the 11th to give away that awesome uh Glock 45 from ATX Armory. It's awesome. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. Until next Sunday or the Sunday after, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo.